Hello, Diversity on a Hill podcast listeners. We have a special announcement we want to make. We're trying to promote a conference event. A conference event? Yeah. Where? Oh, well, it's at Georgia Cumberland Academy. That's where we'll be holding it. Sweet. What is it? Well, I'm glad you asked. It's called a Civil Conversations on Race. Nice. Yeah, it kind of goes a little bit with what we've been trying to do here in the podcast, right? Yeah, so we know that it's going to be at GCA, but yes. then when is it going to be? It is going to be Sabbath, October 24, starting at 10 a.m., and we're going to have two sessions, one in the morning that goes from 10 to 12. We will provide lunch for those of you who will come, but it's very limited space, so if you want to be there in person, please register right now at the Georgia Cumberland Conference um, website, which is gccsda.com, and then click on the little announcement thing there that says civil discussions on race. That's cool. Yeah. And then in the afternoon, we'll have another session after the lunch uh, from two to four, and then we'll call it a day. We will also be trying to stream it, and that will be on the conference website as well soon. Go to the conference website for more information. Once again, it's Civil Conversations on Race, a biblically generated dialogue on race, culture, and our call to be a peculiar people. Beautiful. So again, October the 24th, October 24th. at 10 a.m. 10 a.m. at GCA. GCA, but you have to register to go in person. Sounds like a plan. All right. If see not, you there. We'll see you on the stream. Welcome to the Diversity on the Hill podcast. With Pastor Jonathan and Pastor Curcio. Here are the ground rules for our conversation. Respect one another. Openness. No assumptions allowed. Mistakes are welcome. And let's grow together. Enjoy the conversation. Welcome, everybody, to the Diversity on a Hill podcast. I hope you're doing well. This is PJ, and I am sitting right in front of PK. How you doing, brother? I'm doing great. PK here, enjoying the fact that we have a new way to record, dude. Oh, I'm excited. Yeah, he's really excited. So we got this new toy on how to record, and um, it, look, it looks pretty nice. He's like a kid in a candy shop. I am. He's <laughs> loving it. But you know what? I'm going to love it, too, because I'm going to do something. I'm going to press a button. It has, like, sound effects and stuff, and I'm going to go... Hey everybody, welcome to the Diversity on the Hill podcast! <laughs> so fitting. I figured, he he said, watch, I'm going to press a button at some point, and he was. So what I want to do for you is I wanted to give you a cheer. Oh, Good thank job. you, Good thank job. you, thank you. Yeah, so don't worry, we won't be using those over and over. That was just, uh, that was just a, a quick toy. We're not going to be cheesy like that throughout the whole thing, but... Oh, I know. Oh, we won't what be using a bummer. <laughs> I feel like we're on one of those cheesy uh, early morning radio stations where everything has a sound effect. Right? Right? Oh, Everyone man. has a sound effect. <laughs> oh, or a boy. laugh track. We're going to need that if we keep doing this. Oh, yes, we will. Because that's the only people going to be laughing is that thing. Sadly. All right. Hey, so how you doing, man? I'm great. I'm great. Excited. You know, I, I hear you're going to kind of clickbait-ish me today. Yeah, yeah. But I, at first I want to say... I really like doing this podcast a lot. And one of the reasons why I like doing it a lot is me and you get to hang out a lot more. Oh, I love it. It gives us it gives us a reason to mm -hmm. kind of get together. And That's it was right. nice. We we just had lunch together. Uh, but something came up during lunch that made me think a little bit. Uh-oh. So we got our food at the same time. Yes. 
and we had Mediterranean food, so we had I had a falafel, and he had something else that wasn't falafelish, <laughs> um, which had things that I don't eat, but I'm not going to say what it is because I'm not going to call. All right, all right, whatever. He can he can call call himself out, but I'm not going to call him out for eating flesh. But anyway, he was eating, f- and I got mine, and mine was a hero as well. And I was like, ooh, oh no. So they take it back to go make mine, and it takes a little bit to to make the falafels. So I tell him, just go ahead and eat. He's like, oh uh, well, I was going to wait, but. Yeah, um, I don't know what you said. I didn't want to, I, did, I didn't want the fries to get cold. He didn't want the fries to get cold. And and here's the thing: I don't care at all. I was like, "Go ahead, eat." <laughs> I don't care at all. You eat because if it was me, I would be eating. Yes, he would. And it got us into food etiquette. Yes, that was the conversation. Did you grow up with food etiquette? Ah, you know that's a good question. Not necessarily. I yeah. don't. I don't think I did. I think I picked it up later on. Yeah, I had. I was in a household of three brothers. I was the youngest. By that time. If there had been ever etiquette in my family, I think my mom threw it out the window because <laughs> it was just three boys just scarfing down yep. food. And Sounds about right. The one thing that I told you that she really liked a lot was she liked for people to eat food while it was warm. Yes. So it would always be like, eat your food before it gets cold. Eat your food before it gets cold. So I'm one of the people, I like my food hot, like hot temperature wise, not spicy. I like spicy, but I don't care for it to be temperature hot like yeah you scolding. just want to scarf it down yeah i just want to be able to dive in if i'm gonna eat i don't want to have to think about oh blow it blow it because it might burn your mouth like i don't want to i don't want to burn my mouth that's mm. not fun I, I like it i like it almost where I, it burns my mouth a little bit where i have to wow. be careful now i don't want it to burn my mouth literally but we got into the food etiquette a little bit because well when i married my wife her family had a lot of food etiquette ah. they had rules wow so so like are they the people who who you have to cut the food with your right hand and like eat with your left or oh man i i hope not because uh i haven't been doing this to my whole, whole <laughs> me neither Wait, but- no here's the thing they have like these rules where they tell you if you go to someone's house mm-hmm. you get your food and then you sit down and you wait till the host of the family comes the hostess yeah and when she starts eating then everyone can start eating oh that's a good one like we're trying to teach our daughters that like really now. that's terrible well etiquette etiquette's overblown <laughs> It's a it's a it's a social construct. Okay. By the way, that probably came from the very elite. Probably. Probably, yeah. Because yeah, 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 it's yeah. really the elite that have these things. Miss manners and stuff. I'm like, listen, so when someone comes to eat at our house, yes. it's usually two families, so there is what? At least eight people. Yeah. Minimal. And so they go through line, and the one thing we do is we wait for everyone to go before our family goes. We've taught our kids to do that. Yes, at least that kind of. Right. And so usually me and my wife go last. Yeah. And by the time everyone's gone through, I feel bad for the people in the room who have etiquette because they're sitting there waiting to eat. And who knows how long it takes with kids. The food's getting cold. Yeah, We don't want yeah. the food to get too cold, right? You, no, I didn't right. want it's your fries to get cold. True. That was good looking out. Plus, most of the time, it's right after church and you're yeah. starving. Yes. Starving is right. Right? Yes. So I hate the idea of following these etiquette rules or having someone in my house. I tell them, in my house, you just eat. <laughs> you know, yeah, I guess that makes you a great host. You're a fun guy because the truth is you don't want people's food to get you're you're so thoughtful. That's that's what's coming out right thank here. You, thank you. You are you. such a thoughtful right. guy. I'm so thoughtful. I throw all <laughs> etiquette out the window. <laughs> oh, there you go. There you go. Now, how does Alana feel about that? Uh, she's somewhere in between, I think. Mm-hmm. She's she still thinks I'm a brute. <laughs> she still thinks I'm, you know, a little bit cavemanish when it comes to those. Because I tell people, just eat. I, there's no, there's no etiquette rules in my house, and she kind of cringes a little bit because of the way she was raised. Right, right, right. And well, then with dessert, dessert you have to wait as well. O- only except for 
if it's ice cream because it can melt. But wait, that that doesn't make sense. Okay, like 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 like, <laughs> like if you keep, if you all right if you're trying to teach everybody to wait till everybody's mm-hmm. ready to eat mm-hmm. right and the hostess is there, mm-hmm. then why are the rules different for ice cream? Like the food is getting cold anyways. Right, the food's getting cold. Yeah, the so, ice cream's getting warm. Yeah. Right? If a food gets cold or the other one... Anyways, I don't get it personally. Okay. But that's just me. Now, maybe one day we'll have to investigate where etiquette came from. Yeah. Like that whole uh-huh. shebang. British monarchy, I bet. <laughs> it's all a part maybe. of the monarchy. Maybe. Yeah. Oh, well... And now we're in America. <laughs> we have set ourselves free. I don't want etiquette without representation. Many Britons. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! All right, well that that got us that got us going. Hey, well it's great. Did you watch the debate last night? Oh, let me tell you, we are recording this ahead of time because next week is fall break. That's for us, So we won't be together. So we decided to get together. So, so they're gonna hear this one two weeks from now. Not this Friday, but the next the one. next one, right? But for you, it's this Friday. That's correct. It. So you're hearing it now. So welcome. Yes, Back to the Future. <laughs> um, or is it Back to the Past? We're going back to the future. They're going back to the past. Oh, they're like time traveling. Yeah. They just did you read that article that supposedly no. mathematically you can time travel? Really? Yeah. I haven't looked really into it, but I just read the headline and said, "Huh, hmm, right." And then I continued. I really don't want to do this cuz this is really going to get us going off on another. <laughs> All right, let's, no, let's, but we'll save that for next time. We're we're going to forget about it. We won't. I won't forget. Where would you go in time if you could time travel? <sighs> Yikes. Maybe all the way back to the beginning. Oh, yeah. All right. Cool. Yep. And be like, Eve, don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you'd be allowed in there, though. Yeah, that's a good one. Mm. All right. Anyways. How about you? Where would you go? I don't quick, know. Quick. I, I'd, I'd like to go just back to the 80s for a little bit. I love the to 80s. To the 80s? Yeah, I love the 80s. All right. Yeah. That's interesting. You, you wanted the big afros. But it's and weird the- because, no, you know, I wouldn't go to the 80s. I'd go to some time really far away just to kind of see how it was. I don't, I don't really care. It's like traveling around the world. Just, just take me somewhere take, that I haven't yeah. been that's really different and really weird. But I don't want to be there too long because I would probably die. <laughs> yeah, maybe. You and me both. Yeah. But, <laughs> but the idea is, you know, another neat place to go is like to see Jesus. Like you see oh, Jesus' face and it'll be awesome. Yeah. But no here, no there. Go ahead. Yeah, but we'd be speaking a language that no one understands. Yep. That's yep. the things people don't think we'd, about. We'd stick out like sore thumbs. Yeah. Oh, so anyways, I started off this <laughs> off with, did you watch the debate last night? I did. This is the vice presidential the debate. The vice presidential though. debate. Because is there one, is there a presidential debate next week? Yes, there is. Maybe. Okay. Um, oh, yeah. So did you watch it? Going. You said you didn't like the first one and then you thought it was a waste of time. It so sure was. I was surprised that you said you watched this one. Yeah, I was trying not to, but then I was like, well, maybe I need to give these people a chance. So then I was like, okay, I tuned in maybe 15 minutes in. Okay. And what'd you think? I actually think they did a, a, a decent job. You okay. know, they were more civil. Yes, and, that was good. Um, there were more conversations about topics. Now, honestly, they didn't dive in too deep into mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. I, I agree. I, you know, I agree they didn't, but... At least they were somewhat more civil, and I could at least get some semblance or idea of what they're trying to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe if if it was Kamala Harris and um, Mike Pence mm-hmm. who were running against each other for the presidency, mm. they did such a decent job for this first debate. Okay, that I would have really been like a person who's trying to find, you know, trying to be open and and as a independent i'm trying to really see who i would vote for mm-hmm. 
they would have made it difficult for me after last night. Well, you know, some people are saying, the conspiracy theorists out there are saying, you actually are voting for them for president because the other two are so old and you never know what's going to happen. Well, at least they're saying that at least about Biden. I don't know why they don't say it about Trump. They're pretty similar in age. They are, but I don't know if that's so 100%, maybe for the future. I'm just saying conspiracy theorists say that. So you might be voting for them as president. Well, who knows? Ooh, that's a good knows. that's a good one. But yeah, so so I, I was very pleased. I mean, they honestly uh I think Pence more than Kamala Harris, they didn't really answer a lot of the questions. You know what I found about but, the debates so far, both of them? Mm-hmm. Is that they get asked questions and they don't seem to have answers. The, their answer is, well, they're terrible. <laughs> well, do you know what they did? Yep. They don't have any idea what they're doing. Yeah, it's there's ne- a lot of that. There's never a, well, here's the plan that we have set out. Mm-hmm. Here, let's let's talk about this. Instead, it's, no, uh what about them? They sound like two little kids fighting. Now, this one was two older, more mature kids fighting. Yeah, Because that's fair. it was still like, I, the, the cl- once again, I didn't watch the whole thing. I was watching my Yankees lose. Um, oh, please don't remind yeah, me. Yeah, just, just, just as bad. So I was watch some of the clips and some mm. of the questions that they were asked and, and listen to some things after the fact. And, and that's what I got from it, that they didn't really answer questions. They just kind of said, well, they're terrible. Yeah. And there was a whole lot of trying to take some time off of the new question to refute a previous answer. There was a whole lot of that mm. as well. And um, everyone wanted to have like the last word as it pertains to a particular opinion, right? And um, I saw. I found that it was funny though. Uh, one of the lines where Pence tells uh, Harris, um, "You know, you're entitled to your opinions, but not to your own facts." And um, I was like, "Huh, mm. that's very interesting." Uh, later, I found out it was somebody else who said it. I'm not gonna investigate who, but the idea was Mike Pence was repeating what somebody else had said. But it was it was interesting to me because it was like the pot calling the kettle black, like just like you're telling her. She's entitled to her opinions, but not her own facts. You are too entitled to your opinions, but not your uh, own, own facts, quotes. right? Yeah, so, he wasn't even using his own quotes. So that was that was very interesting to me uh, to see that. But anyhow, no here, no there. All right, interesting. Well, that was that was our debate roundup. You're welcome. I know you learned a lot. <laughs> so I think it'll be it'll be appropriate then to to put in our little musical interlude here. Uh, just so we can kind of before you put set it, the tone. wouldn't it be cool if instead of a debate, they actually sat down in front of each other and did a little podcast? Maybe that would be cool. Ooh, yeah. yeah. But who would moderate that? Maybe no one moderates it. <laughs> Maybe oh. they just get asked questions and they go. Oh know. man, it, it needs to be some millennial or Gen Zer that kind of moderates it. Maybe. Yeah, I mean the the question that the the ch- uh, the eighth grader asked at the end was oh, fantastic. What was the question? Oh, I don't know. I can't verbatim oh, great. it. I'm sorry. I, Can I, you paraphrase it? I can't paraphrase it. Okay. The idea was they said every time they turned the TV on, somebody's fighting, mm, right? True. So it's either Republicans or Democrats, or it's a race issue, or mm-hmm. like you know the news is just covering some kind of fight between people, right? Mm-hmm. And what the premise was hey why don't you guys set an example of how we ought to behave so we don't have to keep seeing this or behave in that manner right and then they go we'll tell them to do it first (laughs) so 
It was just so interesting. The way they, <laughs> they addressed the, the question, they spun it, of course, to encourage you to vote because your vote makes a difference and all this other stuff. But it was just like, whoa, that was a great question. So I give it up for the eighth grader. Way to go, eighth graders. You're moderating their debate podcast. Yep, yep, yep. So great job. So there. now let's do music. All right. And then we'll get into our rest of the podcast, which is kind of a half- Clickbait half hill. All right. Sounds good. We're going up the click hill. Let's do it. All right. You ready? We're back. All right. So... The other day, my wife was perusing her Facebook account. Mm-hmm. She's like, oh, this is an interesting kind of quote or thing. And it was kind of from someone we didn't expect, really. So we just kind of read it, and I'm going to read it to you. All right. Let's do it. And this is kind of on the topic of privilege. Maybe white privilege. Ooh. Maybe. They don't say it specifically. So it's just privilege in general. Yeah. All right. So here we go. I'm what, taking my notes. Go ahead. What is privilege? Privilege is wearing $200 sneakers when you've never had a job. Oh, yeah. Do you see where this is going? Oh, yeah. Okay. Privilege is wearing $300 Beat headphones while living on public assistance. Okay. Mm-hmm. Privilege is having a smartphone with a data plan which you receive no bill for. By the way, who has that? Do you know anyone who has that? <laughs> uh, like, some children's? Yeah, like... Some children's? Children's? <laughs> which is very interesting. We'll, maybe we'll go back. We'll go back. Okay. okay. Privilege is living in public sus- subsidized housing mm-hmm, mm-hmm. where you don't have a water bill, where rising property taxes and rents and energy cost absolute, uh, costs have absolutely no effect on the amount of food you can put on your table. Mm. Okay. Yes. Privilege is the ability to go march against and protest against everything that triggers you without worrying about calling out of work and the consequences that accompany such behavior. Wow. Okay. Okay. Privilege, this is the last one. Privilege is having as many children as you want, regardless of your employment status, and be able to send them off to daycare or school you don't pay for. Wow. All right, so they I took can, care of everybody there. I don't know if they took care of everyone, everyone, but there is definitely a, a few trigger points in this little articley thingy. Sure. Oh yeah, yeah. So what? What initial? Like, what's the first thing like that rolls? Because this is the first time you've heard it. That is the first. So time. what's the first emotions that roll over you as I read this to you? Well, it it was kind of like yeah, I I see where they're coming from. Okay. And um, what it what it did for me though is it took me to the difference between America and other countries. Oh, okay. That's where I first went. Like my mind is mm-hmm. going, and it's like, okay, so in America, mm-hmm. you can get away with a lot of these things mm-hmm. uh, because of you know public schools and and all that other you know public housing mm-hmm. and uh, or Section Eight, I think is what they're they're referring to there, and. Um, Maybe not specifically Section 8. There's other mm-hmm. help, government helps. But anyhow, so the, the point is, it's like in America, we, we tried to, to do right 
by those who are less privileged, mm-hmm. right? And taxes are supposed to help with that mm-hmm. in the sense that the taxes that we use, that we give to the, or not that we use, that we're charged and we give to the government, then the government uses it to help the people who are really in need. Mm-hmm. Um, however, we do understand that there are those who, who know how to work the system mm-hmm. and they can take advantage of the help that was available for the people who, who don't have, mm-hmm. right? And who are actually in need. And so my mind went there. Like, what a wonderful country we live in that allows you these opportunities. And then on the flip side, it's how terrible it is that there are people who take advantage of these systems. And then in some cases, those who really need it don't get it. Okay. So do you feel like there's any kind of racial undertones to some of this? I felt... That there was in some, but some things are kind of across the board. So, so what am I talking about? The the whole have a cell phone one uh, without having to pay for data plan. Well, right? let's let's take a look at it. So that one is the only one to me that doesn't speak to directly towards being helped by the government or being subsidized or <laughs> maybe not having a job. Because the one here about the ability to march and not not having to worry about calling into work, basically saying, you can do it because you don't work. Mm-hmm. There's that undertone to it. There is. And so that's the only one. But since that's the only one, I feel like they're lumping that in to the other ones. Mm-hmm. Not realizing that that one makes no sense with the rest of them because that's every teenager that I know. True. Well, teenagers, college students, you know, that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah. But the reality is if you had a job and you were going to go protest, you had to let somebody know. So that's... That's what I'm saying. So but to me, that one's kind of... Well, to me, it's implying you don't have a job. Okay. Well, that's fair. Because of, because of the whole thing. So because the first one is you have $200 sneakers, you've never had a job. Mm-hmm. $300, you're living on public assistance. In other words, you're getting assistance from the government. Right. So maybe you don't have a job. Okay. Uh, this, these are the undertones I'm getting. Um, you can have as many other children and you don't have to pay, you know. You don't so that's, to, again, not a job. I wouldn't say that it has a job, but, you know, here's here are the systems that you have that are available to you. This is talking down to people, by the way. I don't see this as lifting someone up. Mm-hmm. Do you see it as lifting some? Well, you know me. Uh, my wife calls me an endless optimist, so I'm going to try to find a silver lining for good in this. And that's why I said initially that my feelings were what a wonderful country we live in that affords the help that people need. Right. So that's where, where I saw it. Mm-hmm. Uh, could it be condescending and could it have that undertone of, of privilege and somebody complaining because they're paying taxes and those taxes are being used like this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, that could very well be where, where the person who wrote it or the author is coming from. But since it's the first time I, I hear it, I am not really reading it. I'm hearing you read it to me. Right. I'm just processing it as we go. So and I, you, I don't know. You just proven to me that you are a very good person. <laughs> oh, mercy. Because I'll be honest with you. When I read this, I, I heard racial undertones. I heard classist undertones. Mm-hmm. I heard pick up your bootstraps and get to work. Yeah. Because you're getting all this stuff for free. And mm-hmm. here we are working hard and we can't protest because we have to go to work. Okay. So so let me help. Let me glean from you a little bit. I'm so just, so I'm just so, you. so 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 here's the thought process. How did that make you feel when you're reading this? Were were you l- upset? Were you like you have a point? Were you 
did you feel outraged? Did you did you have a particular uh, set of, or a particular race that kept popping up every time something was said? Because like, for instance, when it talked about having a lot of kids, you know, I was thinking Latinos, you know, like 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 mm-hmm. immigrants, mm-hmm. Latino immigrants have a lot. Of, some of them have big families. Yeah. You know, um, so so there is that undertone there. And then when they said the whole sneakers part, mm-hmm. I thought African-Americans, sure. you know, they tend to be sneakerheads or mm-hmm. what's the word for that? Yeah, sneakerheads. Sneaker right, cool. And um, so do you call that beat heads? <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> but but the idea is, is, you know, so so I don't know, like what was what was going through your mind as you were reading? Did you see sections of people were you outraged were I, go I, I wasn't outraged i was like uh, here we go again <laughs> kind of because to me to me there's a lot of trigger conversations here. okay this isn't this isn't a conversation this is a triggering like oh yeah well you think this but because it starts off with what is privilege right and what's been in the news a lot lately is the concept of white privilege okay so that's where it automatically came to when you used the word privilege mm-hmm. right to me that's that's what came into my mind. Now, obviously, that's an assumption. I don't know this person. Mm-hmm. But when we, we're talking about, you know, white privilege and what is white privilege and and, and I want to get into a little bit that as well as like white privilege. What does that mean? But so that's kind of my my mentality. And, and like I said, I saw other races on the bottom because those are the ones that typically get seen as the ones taking public assistance or taking welfare. Um Unfortunately, I think a lot of people go to the inner city or go to the immigrants into the poor. That's where they typically go with it. And so, okay. you know, when we're talking about Beats headphones, when we're talking about sneakers, when we're talking about public assistance, all those things kind of, to me, are speaking down to someone. Like they were taking shots. It, it, it seems like it to me. Now, obviously, there is some truth in this. Mm-hmm. I guess the most beautiful arguments that are mean or that are deceptive mm-hmm. often have truths in them yeah so so i want to dive into that whole concept of of white privilege based on that mm. here in a sec okay. after i define what privilege is you love to define things. come on now we got to be on the same page so we understand what we're talking about here right so yeah but you know last last time you went into the um dictionary thing uh-huh. you define something that took me, it got me more confused. Anyways, go. <laughs> okay. I'll try not to confuse you this time. All right, here we go. So privilege, uh, according to Mer- Merriam-Webster's dictionary, says it is a right or immunity granted as a peculiar benefit, advantage, or favor. All right, so we'll, we'll be talking about it here, more of that last part, I think, as an as a advantage or favor. Okay, now, with that thought in mind, mm-hmm. advantage or favor, that's the route we're going. Then I would say or argue that if the person who wrote that particular post mm-hmm. was thinking about an, like other races mm-hmm. and trying to, I guess, call them out, mm-hmm. then the idea is they're not the only ones. Mm-hmm. They may not be sneakers that they spent $200 on. Mm-hmm. They, it, it could have been, I don't know, Clark's maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't know that they're that expensive. but I don't know what you're talking about right Okay, so just <laughs> all right. So it could have been that. It could have been um, the Beats headphones that they spend on, mm-hmm. right? Or or AirPods mm-hmm. or AirPod Pros, mm-hmm. which are very expensive, right? And kids have them. Mm-hmm. Or cell phones, you know, people getting iPhones for their kids, you know. So the idea is 
you may be talking down to other people who are using maybe government money to fund these things to their kids. But these families are probably just trying to keep up with the fact that your kids, you have the money to go ahead and sponsor those things for them. Mm. So your kid who really should have no business wearing $200 sneakers, right? If you think about it, because they're going to use them to play. But why not? You worked hard for that. You want to give your kids the best thing. And that's have. fair. But they worked hard for it. And the people getting public assistance maybe didn't work hard for it. Maybe. Yeah, and that's, but that's, maybe that's they're the thing legitimate. it is supplying. There it is. So, they, so that's what I'm yeah. saying. Legitimately, maybe they need the help. And maybe they shouldn't be spending them on $200 shoes. But, but think about how kids function. Right. And Ronnie, I'm not even going to go to the adults yet with the whole keeping up with the Joneses thing. Mm. But kids at a very young age get made fun of because they don't have this, that or the other. So what are those kids going to do? They're going to go home and they're going to ask for those things that they don't have right. because they want to be able to fit in. Right. So 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 think about this. This is part of the the whole challenge and nuance of that particular uh, post. If I'm going to delve into mm -hmm. particularly the advantage part of it mm -hmm. right so so that's why I'm, I'm looking at it and i'm saying you are privileged because you had the opportunity to be where you're at because of who you are or where you come from whereas other people did not have that opportunity so if their goal was to highlight not highlight but talk down to another race mm -hmm. then you need to step back and take a look as as to why or how you got to where you are sure now i i totally agree with you especially as a pastor you know i, I see these these benchmarks that everyone's trying to reach mm -hmm. right and obviously as a pastor i'm like listen none of that none of that means anything yeah <laughs> that's that's ridiculous what, what you, the standards you're trying to live to mm -hmm. and even if you have lots of money and you have high dollar items mm -hmm. which is an, another topic by the way for for another another day it's interesting to me but you know we should be careful with those things the standards that we teach our children mm -hmm. because it impacts other people's children as well yeah well so so to me you don't think that like you didn't immediately go to white privilege then no okay. i didn't but but that's just me again because mm -hmm. i'm thinking about if you haven't heard me say this before or maybe i haven't said it on this particular podcast um i love america yes you know i love this country and the truth is like i said before i i'm glad that my parents chose to migrate here mm -hmm. and um i know i have opportunities here that i probably wouldn't have had if i would have grown up anywhere else right yes, so i love my country mm -hmm. and um so i go there first whenever someone's going to talk about some of the uh freedoms or comforts that we have here in america that's where my mind goes first. It's like, wow, what a great nation we are that we have the opportunity to do these particular things. Mm -hmm. That I can come on a podcast and just speak my mind and not be concerned about somebody knocking at my door, you know, and trying to arrest me for something that I said, right? So the idea is these are freedoms that that I don't take for granted. These are freedoms that are present, ever present in my mind. So whenever I read about what people can do in this country, I go there and I say, wow, what a great country we live in. Yeah. Now, now, yeah. I mean, those are nice thoughts and I totally agree with you. Do you, do you believe in the concept of white privilege? Absolutely. No question. Okay. But if our, you, you made this wonderful passion and plea and kind of didn't see the, you know, you weren't as cynical as I was when I read this. <laughs> well, so wh where does that fit in? 
fit in with you then? Okay, so so I would have to really read in between the lines mm -hmm. in order to be able to nitpick it, basically, to find that. In my case, I'm not saying that that was what your I just read case. to you. You feel like you need to nitpick? What? Yeah, like, like yeah, like I feel like like they make they make a statements and and those statements are true. There are people who do that, but it okay. And since I it doesn't necessarily specify who they're talking to. It can be anyone because, again, when they talked about $200 sneakers, I'm like, children don't need $200 sneakers mainly because their foot is still growing. So how long are they really going to use it? Are they really going to get a return on investment? When you spend $200 and they and their foot grows after three months, there went $200, right? Mm -hmm. So so my point is that can happen to any kid in any race. Same thing with, with, with um, having these headphones that, you know, are – massively expensive and they have them it can be any race there so so if there were anyone that would make me scratch my head a little bit and say i wonder who they're talking to here mm -hmm. would be the one that talks about calling off work mm -hmm. and the other one about having all the bunch of kids yeah but see to me it, it starts off with what is privilege and when we've talked about the white privilege thing, I think many people get kind of upset. Mm -hmm. Now I will say I I found the genesis of this article, or, or at least the maybe maybe one of the the person who I saw got it from another place. Right. And the place that I got it from, reading their site, it's a very very Republican oh, side. Okay, see, I don't have that background. I know you don't have so, that. Well, so I didn't I want to give listened. you that background. I don't because I, I want. But here's the thing: I didn't have that background either. Right. And I took it a different place. You did. Like I said, it just proves what a wonderful person you are, and oh. how much I still need to work on my <laughs> no, no my assumption uh, <laughs> rules. No, because no. I assumed a lot when I read this of their intent because of the certain words, because of the every every point that they raised does seem to be a talking point. I wouldn't say a talking, but, but some definitely trigger trigger talking points when we talk about race and white privilege and privilege right. in, in general. Mm -hmm. And to be honest with you, some of this stuff isn't necessarily true or it's very generalized. It's generalizing. Right. Who says the, that the person who's, who's protesting didn't call into work? Correct. They're generalizing that. They're yeah. saying all... Basically, what they're saying is all protesters can protest and not have to worry about it. Right. Because they're just a bunch of slackers right. who and, want things for free. And again, so my mind goes to who was protesting and there was a diverse amount of people who were protesting. So that's why I think not knowing where the statement came from, mm -hmm. to me, it goes to, I don't know what you're debating here right now because or, or what you're trying to get across. Because the reality is there were whites as much as blacks, as much as Hispanics, as much as Asians. They were all protesting. Yeah. You know, you could find them all inside of the uh, of the group of protesters. So when they said that, you're right, they're generalizing. But now that I know that it comes from that source, then, yeah, they're trying to highlight or downplay their privilege and tell other people what a privilege they have to do X, Y, and Z. But the, the truth is, if you boil down to what right white privilege truly is, the way that it's described, according Ooh, to my down. opinion. Yes, boil it okay, down. This is my personal I, it was, opinion. I was going to ask you that question. What is white privilege to you? Yeah. So the reason why these people do some of the things that they do or they are where they who's, are. Who's these people? Like non-whites. Okay. Okay. Go go for it. Okay. So, so non-whites. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking non-whites now. I got gotcha. you. With privilege. 
Okay. So, so non-whites. Non-whites. Okay. And that covers a whole heap of other yeah. races, right? Uh, All right. So the idea is, it's because of what whites did in their history. So white privilege comes from the historical truths that took place for them to oppress these other nations, for them to be a great nation. All right. I want to, I want to do a little bit of pushback there. All right. Push back. Because I know we said the white people oppressed. Um, the historical... Remember, we had that... Um, Yes, the, the conversation with Lisa. Right, of course. And we got to remember that as Latin people, mm-hmm. it was actually Spaniards and Portuguese people that kind of started to bring the trade right. to South America. So I want to make sure that we're being fair to everyone. The Spanish did a fair amount of oppressing. Yes, but but that okay, okay, but but my argument is I use the word oppress, but I'm think I'm not thinking so much about slavery. Okay. When I say oppress, I mean that by establishing and l- labeling uh, people the mm-hmm. way that we talked about with Lisa, right? Mm-hmm. Then what they were doing is they were trying to be superior. They were creating a superior race. And that's mm-hmm. where the oppression came from simply because they, when they moved here, for instance, mm-hmm. right? They followed in what they learned and they oppressed the Indians, pushed the Indians back, right? Into now they have their own... Um, uh what what is it called for for indians reservation reservation thank you that's what i was looking for they have their own reservations now mm-hmm. right but this land belonged to the indians it, so it they had squatters rights so 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 <laughs> so so the concept is to me when i look at that i'm not thinking about slavery i'm thinking about the fact that they dominated these other races made themselves great here in america mm-hmm. and then <laughs> what's happening is they went and and they basically oppressed everyone else because now they had to play by their rules that they established that they used to make themselves great. So that's why I'm saying personally, that's what white privilege is. You made the rules, you played by the rules. And when the rules weren't in your favor, you changed the rules. And Mm -hmm. that to me is, is oppression. So does white privilege still exist because rules have been changed? Documents have been changed to have more inclusion. When we look at when we look at all the things that have, have historically been racist, mm-hmm. um, there have been efforts to change those. Right. So I guess my question is: You does white privilege still exist? Of course. So so, so how go, does it exist now? What is it today? So let me okay. So so let me let me let me go to sports. It's what we, what I love, right? Sports. So I kind of understand. It gives me kind of like a microcosm of what's happening in in the real world. So here's the idea. Yeah, not according to some people. Bob. Yeah, well, not fully, but anyhow. <laughs> the Rooney Rule in the yeah. NFL. Yeah. The Rooney Rule was established so that teams, whenever they're going to fill a, a head coaching vacancy, they have to at least interview a minority candidate. Mm-hmm. Okay, here's the thing. You can follow the rule, Mm -hmm. the Rooney rule. You can follow it, but you could have already made up your mind as to who you want. But because it's a rule, Mm -hmm. you go ahead and you you just have them as the token interviewee to fulfill the rule. Mm -hmm. So what's happening is it's not blatant now. And this is why people are saying, oh, no, this is not happening, blah, blah, blah. How can you prove it? Well, it's hard to prove because of the fact that you learned your way around the rule. So the idea is this. Even if they bring in a minority coach, Mm -hmm. could be an awesome candidate, Mm -hmm. but they already made up their mind who they're going to get. 
it doesn't matter. They didn't really have a true chance to be hired and have the head coaching position. Yeah. So, 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 so okay. again, again, but this is my point. It's embedded in the way we get around the system. Here's another one. This is not race related, but I have to go here. Uh-oh, he has to go here, folks. You should have seen his face, too. How He's about, about to get into it. How about taxes? <laughs> no, you're not. All right. Okay. So, so how about okay. people learn how to work the system <clears throat> so they can get around <clears throat> taxes? It's getting uncomfortable in here. <laughs> so my point is. Who would do that? Who would do that, such a thing? Who would only pay $750? All right. So, so the point is this. <laughs> It exists. It exists. Even if we, we want to say, oh, no, it doesn't exist because it's not happening. No, 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 no. What's happening is we learned how to do it so well. Okay. So that's, you're, you're speaking about systems and things that are in place to, to, to help those who are in power. But to me, that's not necessarily a white power thing other than, I guess, the majority of people in this country who are in power tend to be white. Now, I do okay. want to be fair about the tax thing. Okay. We did kind of reference the Trump tax thing. But we do need to realize that that's not just a Trump thing because Amazon gets away with oh, a lot of... I did not just call out Trump. No, no, no. I know. I was talking about I want to make sure people know oh, okay, okay, okay. Like, that are listening that we're not... Because I did say $750. Um, <laughs> well, I just kept talking. I didn't even acknowledge yeah, because it's not, not where I was going from going to. or, or No, but I want to be fair. That That is a system that has been put into place by people in power who have money yeah. so that they can keep money of course. and stay in power. Right. right? And they don't want to support the people who are taking advantage of the system because that exists too. So my question is, is that really white privilege or is that just power privilege? Because I know that in other countries... People are who are in power are not white, right? But they're able to keep the power. Okay. So, so I and I so what I'm saying is it's the majority usually mm -hmm. who kind of want everyone wants to keep the power. Okay. We've talked about that before, right? So so here's the thing. Let's let's peel it back a little bit. So the concept is all right. So let's not call it white privilege. Okay. Fine. But here's the concept. Just like they say, you need money to make money, mm -hmm. like true money. Mm -hmm. Well, the reality is if you don't have money to begin with, it's very difficult to make money. Mm -hmm. so, so the concept is you're playing with house money mm -hmm. when you are white and the system was established for you to succeed. Okay. So let me ask you this. I agree with you. All right. However... When I, I had some friends who were poorer than me, mm -hmm. right? I also had some other minorities who were richer than me. And they exist. Yeah, they do exist. Few, I, few I, and far I, between, but they exist. No, there's a bunch of them, man. It, it's, not on, it's not on par with... I'm talking about the one percent. No, no, I'm not. Listen, I'm just talking about in, in, in my normal sphere of life. So in okay, other words, fine. my dad, my mom was a hairdresser. My dad was an accountant. Well, you got to define rich then. Okay. Because, so we because were, to me, like, like when I'm talking about where you really see the privilege is in the top elite sure. group. No, no, no. But what, what I'm trying to do here is set, set, set a reference point here. Okay. So we're just talking about, we're just talking about general normal people wealth yeah right now just to just as a an example okay so i would call my parents middle class sure they were middle class my dad was in count my mom was a hairdresser we lived in a three bedroom two bathroom 1400 
square foot house, which yeah. at the time was pretty standard middle class. Right. I had friends who were poor mm -hmm. or poorer than me who did not have a nice house, right. whose parents struggled mm -hmm. maybe to put f food. And I had friends who happened to be maybe African-American mm -hmm. whose dad was a doctor. Yeah. Now to me, they were rich. Okay. Relatively speaking. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about within yeah, this. That's fair. Yeah, 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 yeah. Inside, inside of the middle right. class. Yeah, yeah. So to me, they had privileges that I did not. Correct. So when a lot of people, when they think of white privilege, and this is why I want to get into this, is because I don't. They don't understand because they'll say something like white privilege. Well, the people speaking about white privilege is someone like LeBron James has millions and millions of dollars. Mm -hmm. Who can, oh, he gets whatever he wants. He could do this. And and so they go straight to there. Mm -hmm. And to be honest with you, LeBron James has a lot more privilege than I do. Of course. But he's using his voice to help those whose voices are not heard the same. Tomato, tomato, because some people don't think so. That's what I'm saying is that they say, well, he's only trying to help a certain certain people. Well, it's not, I mean, a, I, I don't want to. And some people would say he's not even helping. Right. So I'm going to. I'm going to push back a little bit on this tomato tomato thing yeah, because in yeah. the end he's he's privileged because he had a gift that God gave him he used it use it he's still using it mm -hmm. uh best player in the NBA no question and um he's older but he's still the best player in the NBA right now right now right now <laughs> Michael Jordan's the best he's the goat all right we whatever. talked about this right, so anyhow, right. anyhow that we're not going to get into that but the point is this he's using his his platform right to help the those whose voices are not being heard mm -hmm. to be heard right so how much is it helping well we don't know this is the first time that we have this outbreak or this super support of an association if you will majority of players saying you know what we're going to stand up and help these people who are not being heard they don't have the same struggles that we have right now but lebron didn't grow up rich so he had a taste before he went into where he is right now. Sure, I will tell you though. Growing up, he had more privilege because of the way he played basketball. That he had is more true. He had he had sneaker contracts. Yes. as a teenager, yes. as an in eighth high grader. school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what I'm saying is, he had this privilege going all the way through. Yes, some of the people he's speaking speaking about never even got close right. to that. I get it. But what I'm trying to to get at mm -hmm. is when you're talking about white privilege specifically, mm -hmm. what I'm what I feel that that we're getting at or where we're trying to highlight is the mere fact that the starting line is not in the same place for everybody. And that's what, what people need to, uh, not need to, let me, uh, <laughs> this is what, where I'm coming from mm -hmm. as it pertains to white privilege. Mm -hmm. The starting line is not the same. The starting line for them is farther ahead down the track than it is for everybody else. And that is what makes it more difficult because, look, they all they have taught me later on in life. I learned that that the way you get into a bigger, better home and I'm putting quotes up for those of you who obviously aren't seeing us. Uh, the idea is you buy a house, you sell the house for for you. You know, it, it accrues money, you mm -hmm. know, value. You sell it, you use that money and you put it into the next house. And you, you keep moving up that way until you get to the house that you want, which mm -hmm. is going to be more expensive than your starter home, right? right? So the concept is I have to start at a much lower place for a home mm -hmm. than somebody else would simply because I don't have somebody who had the ability to save for my college tuition. I didn't have somebody 
who had the opportunity to uh, help pay for my wedding. I didn't have the opportunity of somebody to just give me a car, you know, when when I got old enough to drive. Mm -hmm. You know, I didn't have those things. So so what I'm saying is, yes, for the for the for the money you do have and you learn how to use it wisely, you can you can do these things. And there are families who have done that because mm -hmm. your greatest uh, income is is your income. Like mm -hmm. according to Dave Ramsey, right? Like what you make is your greatest help to making you wealthy if you know how to use it. Right. Right. But there are certain even elements about life that they have that we did not get. Okay, so explain that to me more. Okay. What did they have that we didn't Okay, get? even money management. Mm -hmm. They started at a faster pace than we did. All right, let me push back there a little bit. Okay, now, overarching idea, I get where you're coming from and I agree with, but I'm doing this for the argument's sake because many people will say, for instance, if there was a, a, a young, white, poor kid who was born in rural Alabama, mm -hmm. just as an example, not because Alabama's wrong. There's okay, nothing yeah. wrong with it. Nothing I, wrong with Alabama. I don't like their football team, but that's fine. <laughs> um, rural their Alabama, who team, has yeah. no money, mm -hmm. whose parents are living off of assistance. Right. His starting point is really low. Correct. And so to say, kid, you have white privilege, doesn't make sense to that kid or to that family because to them, what you're saying now makes no sense because they they don't their starting point is yes. so that's where I want to get at. Well, and I'm glad you point that out yes. so I can I can couch where I'm coming from. Mm. If you've heard this far, hopefully you got to this point so you can <laughs> get a clear picture where I'm coming <laughs> from. So the idea is this: the percentage of white kids that are in the circumstance you just gave are less than others in America. We're talking about America. Right. So that's where I'm saying the starting line is at a different place. Yes, there are those kids in, in rural somewhere, anywhere that do not have the same privileges that others did that grew up in in suburbia. So right? my question is, is it white privilege or is it class privilege? That is a great question. So now today, mm -hmm. right, one would argue that it's not white privilege, that it is class privilege. But when you take a closer look as to where and why it got to how it did was because of privilege, the privileges that were given before getting to this point. That's and this is where why. Was, this is where I was trying to take you. The and whole this time. is why. But this is my point. <laughs> but this is why. No, no. But, but I hear where you're going. And, and I get it. Yeah. But this is why I say at the same time that we do not need to hold accountable today's whites for what their ancestors did. Because they were not the ones that established these systems. They were not the ones behaving this way. They are, not they, not all, but the ones who are, are benefiting from what took place. But they, we can't hold them responsible for it. Because they may not be the ones that feel this way. And that's why I'm saying we also have to extend that grace and understand, look, what we're trying to do is now think about that rural kid somewhere, doesn't matter what race they are, who we want hopefully for their starting line to be at the same place as a kid who's in the heart of a city. And that's, and that's where I think in the ideal world, it would be awesome. But I don't think it's fair to hold accountable the today's whites who, didn't, who had nothing to do with the systems that were established before. I mean, there, there is a reason to hold them accountable to a certain degree in my mind. 
Because okay. if, if you understand the historical context and you realize this is why the term white privilege is being, being taught, here's, yeah, here's why. Because at some point, the system was rigged. Yeah. Because those in power wanted to oppress in, in slavery time. We got a history lesson on that. Go, sure. back to, go back and listen to Lisa. We'll bring her again. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so those things still exist, which makes the starting line now further behind right. today. It's still further behind because of what happened in the past. Yes. And so for, for someone who has the privilege to say, nah, we can't, we, that doesn't matter anymore. I think still need to be held accountable to that concept of here, listen, this is why these terms are being used. I hear you. But then the question is how, how do you hold them accountable? No, no, no. Here's the thing is if you deny it, then nothing will change. If you understand the history and say, no, that's why it was there. Here's how are we going to improve this in a way that ultimately is good for everyone or that is, benefiting my neighbor mm -hmm. and not myself as a Christian, we shouldn't even be thinking about ourselves. <laughs> this is not our kingdom, by the way. Right. Um, and, and, and so I, I think there needs to be a little bit more realization of this is what happened in the past in history. This is why we're, we are where we're at. Mm -hmm. And instead of pointing fingers, let's come together and figure out how do we make this? I mean, in reality, in the United States, we all have a privilege that, many people don't have and we need to realize that first and that's us. my starting point. now there, there is there is a different starting point i think for certain people because of the historical context and we need yes. to realize that but it's still farther ahead than a lot of these kids in other oh yeah countries like that's what i'm saying and, and here's something else that no no this is discussion this will open up another can of worms okay uh, but let's go let's go here one more thing to the white privilege thing sure one of the arguments that i i like to think of because listen i'm a light-skinned hispanic mm -hmm. no one knows what i am right when they hear me talk they think i'm a white boy yep to be honest with you that's what most people think mm -hmm. i don't have no accent i don't i don't my features are pretty generic mm -hmm. you're still <laughs> handsome though oh well yeah thanks for lying <laughs> hold on hold hey, on Alana. that one deserved a <laughs> oh, you remembered where it was, <laughs> That's huh? That's right, yeah. Well, <laughs> well, check this. Uh, Alana would think you're handsome. Well, yeah. All right, so. I tricked her. Uh, <laughs> it's all smoke and mirrors. Um, but here's something. So I, underst I understand that my parents had to, to work a little bit harder because of the way they were looked at, the accent, and mm. probably didn't have the access to, to loans that perhaps some other people might have because of that. Right. As a result, I don't deal with any of those problems. Mm. But here's here's the thing. Even if even if someone didn't like Hispanic, if I'm walking down the street and I'm walking next to, let's say you, because mm -hmm. you're a darker skinned Hispanic, yeah, people oftentimes think you're just a black person. Yep, till I speak and not Spanish. just a black person. Then you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Um, sorry, that like, sounded terrible. No, 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 no. So and then <laughs> when I speak, then when I speak Spanish, they're like, "Who is he? Oh my goodness! Yeah, yeah, yeah. what, what happened ahead. here? Yeah." So anyways, if we're walking down the street, I have the privilege mm -hmm. of if someone is a racist or a bigot, that they're not going to look at me. Right. They're going to look at you. That's true. And in essence, we know that there is racist things. We mm -hmm. know that there are people who do judge on the outside. Yes. Because it's all over the internet, if you need to see it. <laughs> Go into comment sections and you will see that racism is alive and well. Yes, it is. But so to me, that's a little bit of white privilege as well. Okay. Because let's say if I go, let's say I go into a bank and this banker has biases. Mm -hmm. 
me and you both go in mm -hmm. and those biases take over, I have white privilege. Yes. Just from looks. Yeah. And I think that's something that all of us kind of need to be aware of. Right. So, so again, I don't want to downplay it to where it's like, where I guess where I got to that point where you were trying to take me is that that whole concept, does white privilege still exist? Not in the way that it's described. I would say it's a little bit harder to, to pinpoint because of the systems. Mm -hmm. So what I'm saying is, even though people behave with, quote unquote, white privilege, because of what has been done to try to bring some type of uh, leveling out, you know, we it's hard to call it out because people are like, it doesn't exist, right? Because of the rural kid that you say, look, you know, they're going through the same thing you are, right? So my argument then is even if we understand it exists and it's, it's embedded in the fabric of the system, yes, it exists, but what do we do about it? Like, how do we treat it? Mm -hmm. Because I think that's where the challenge point is. The pinch point for today's generation is how do we handle it? We know it exists. It's embedded in the fabric. But how do we manage it? And taking it out on today's whites is not the way to handle it. That's just where I stand with that. Like, that's not the way to address it. Well, I believe we need to sit down, have conversations, and see who understand each other more yes and instead of saying oh you said white privilege well then oh, miss, well what about this what about this what about this Yeah, we get like, defensive like that's a trigger word that's yeah. that's a trigger phrase if you will for defense yeah. defense is up ready to battle and it's mm -hmm. like no let's have these conversations because we're not necessarily beneficiaries of white privilege right so so my point is i must admit i get a little bit of it yeah, but I mean, like, <laughs> yeah. Okay, fine, sure. So, but my point is, I'm not a beneficiary. I'll talk about myself then. Okay, all right. Of white privilege at all, right? And I'm not white, so it's evident. But the, but the idea is, it doesn't bother me that you started there. I'm just going to do what I have to do. Started where, by the way? I'm going to take offense to that. What do you mean? Started? Where, where did I start? I started the same place you did. Well, that's my point. When I said you are not a beneficiary of white privilege. So no, thank you very much, PJ. I, I told you I were the beneficiary because if we walk into a room together, right. I'm going to be given the benefit of the doubt uh, sure. until I speak Spanish. Sure. I think it's... it's <laughs> yeah. So, yes. Where did that sure. boy learn Spanish? Ah, I don't know, man. He was maybe went overseas. <laughs> Anyhow, so, so the idea is this. Um, getting back to it. Having the conversation is the way to go, but we don't have to be nasty about it. We don't have to be fighting about it. It's not about being right and being wrong. Again, I go back to that whole point. We have to be able to value relationships over being right. And I think that if, especially as Christians, we take this approach where we're saying, I'm going to love my neighbor as I love myself, and I'm going to treat them how they want to be treated, I think will help us draw closer to one another, be able to encourage one another, support one another, and be able to reflect God's will here on earth. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's where my... Where my drop the mic moment is oh, all right drop the pen you the know pen. what really is a privilege it's being able to sit down and talk with you Curcio. oh listen you're the best bro. and it's it's even a bigger privilege to know that anyone is listening to this <laughs> yeah we're already what almost an hour in and yeah. if you're still here we're grateful 
for in, for those who are listening who want to join this conversation, you can go where? Diversity on a hill at gmail.com with a C. Yes, or Instagram diversity on a hill. With at, a C. With a C. Yeah, man, we want to hear from you. Uh, we love hearing from you when we get and, your emails. And as you know, the last couple of weeks, we have shared uh, people's feedback with us. So if you have feedback and you want it to be shared, let us know yes. in that feedback. Yes, give, give us permission and we'll go ahead and have a conversation about what you said. Yeah, and tell us if you want us to know your name or not, or if you want us to give you some weird name on, you know, we'll <laughs> make one up if you don't want. That's you know. all right. But thank you. Thank you for, for being with us and journeying. And like PJ, I agree with him. It is a privilege uh, to have you uh, share with us. And of course, for me to be able to hang out with my bro and be able to just be honest. So let's bow our heads for prayer. Loving Lord, you are an amazing God. And we thank you that you give us the opportunities to just have open dialogue and open conversations. And man, you were so awesome in giving us the freedom to choose. So thank you for that choice. And help us, Lord, to, to choose to be more like you. Help us to reflect your love to those around us and that they may know that you reign supreme in our lives. So thank you for choosing us. Thank you for being love and for loving each and every one of us. And because in the end, love conquers all. We thank you and we love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Grace and peace to you. This is PJ, and I'm out. This is PK. Many blessings. Till next time. Now I eat chocolate. <laughs>